Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Deliberately Intentional with me, Remy Fagbon. I have one of my favorite people in the world in the studio with us today, Mr. Adebayo Fagbon. Hello. Thanks for having me, <laughs> This time, we're going to be talking about our marriage, the early days. Um, we, I find that that's an important topic to touch on because everyone sees us where we are now after 20 this year will make 24 years that we've known each other and when we tell people that we actually went through it and that the early days were tough people tend to not understand that they see where we are now and they feel that oh okay this must have happened like that but it did not so first question i'm going to ask and present to my husband is what did you think marriage was going to be like what was your imagine? What, what did what was marriage like in your mind when you said, "Okay, we're going to get married"? What did you think it would be like? I thank you um, for having me again. Um, really excited to be here. What I th I didn't have a clear idea of what marriage would be like. I just know that on the core fundamentals of our relationship, we were very happy. But I didn't want more than that. I just want to be happy, happy <laughs> right? But getting into it with you... Um, <laughs> a you lot, be honest. Hello, it was I, bumpy. I made a lot of mistakes, right? And it's not so much of the mistake that I made. It's much of what I learned and how I came out of those mistakes because um, we were two unique individuals that came together and just found each other. But within one, want to marry, and two, then have a clear path or a system in place of how we are going to exist together. So, that's a, on my part, just truthfully, I was I'm more self-centered as a person. I say that because my word is all about what I want to do, what I want to say, I have no preconception about how I say it to others <laughs> or how it makes them feel, and I just blot it out. And these are some of the things that put us in the, you know, hot water crisis of our relationship, <laughs> right? Where we disagree a lot. So the early days of our marriage was a learning phase and one that was very difficult um, for us. It was. But one thing I will say to buttress what my husband says, I I think every woman has an idea of the romance, you know, I want. <laughs> you laugh me. We had an idea of the romance. We were like, oh, my God, he's cute. He's I can see him being the father of my babies. If I was ever going to have any babies, um, we get along, we have fun. But that's not all you need to make a marriage work. There are so many things that I honestly did not know. And I'm gonna go into details about those things as well. 
I did not, I wasn't, he's talking about his communication skills. I was a good talker, but I don't think I listened very well. Hmm. Um, I actually know I didn't listen well. Let's not even, let's not sugarcoat it. I was not a good listener. If he said something, I, and then I, I didn't know how to read body language. First, I didn't know I was not a good listener. I did not understand his body language. I didn't understand that if he said something one way, there might've been something he really meant. Or even if you just say something, how are you going to back up everything that you've said? How are you going to do it? You know what I mean? So there'd be things that you would say to me back then, I would take it and run with it. But sometimes you had just actually said those things that you just said it off the top of your head and you didn't really put much thought to it. Sometimes you're just like, okay, whatever. And I would take it, sometimes I would take it personal. Sometimes I would take it the wrong, taking it personal, taking it the wrong way, but took it at like that exact word. Like there was no wiggle room. I was very black and white in the early days of our relationship. Very true. But there were so many other things. I did not know how to be a wife. I knew how to be a big sister, a good friend, a mother, because I'd been a mother for pretty much all my life. I grew up really fast because of my siblings, but I did not know how to be a wife. That's a very good one. Um, I, it's, you know, I made a lot of mistakes as well because yes, we were good friends with each other. We, we did. We were but good one friends. thing about the way I grew up was, I've always been cared for. I've always had everything. We we say spoiled. Give, you know, be given to me, and I never saw past that. So as a result, I didn't. I never compromise with you. No. Right? It's always, I mean, I, you know, when it comes to the things I like, like travel, like spoiling you, getting you gifts. gifts you are great with gifts. You know, I'm good with that because that's the way my parents showed love to me, right? And I did it in return. But there are some fundamentals as in like understanding how to what affects another person and the consequ and the reason why they feel that way wasn't something that was explained to me at the early age. So I didn't know, know how to give it to you. Yeah. So it was very, I mean, it was difficult, but honestly, it's the best time of my life. Why? Because I have to learn out. I grew up, you you put me in a position whereby A, I have to discover myself very quickly, and B, I have to even start thinking of, for once, more than just me, which is... Your biggest lesson. My biggest lesson. I have lived that way from zero to 30. And someone came along and said, oh, you got to change your dynamics. I'm like, you're <laughs> not my mother. Oh, you used to say that. All the time. Okay. So why would you tell me that the way I've been raised fundamentally is flawed? Right? Because for the first time, you are that person that ever challenged me to the core. And we bumped at, of course. Oh, right? uh, do we need to One, talk about said, our fights? They said <laughs> the truth hurts when people are telling you, you know, what you don't want wanna to hear. face mm -hmm. or what you don't want to hear. And that 
for the first time of my life after realize that the way I've, I see things um, should it's not always what it is. Absolutely. And I have to change not only the way I am, but my thinking process as well. Absolutely. And that took a number of we I'm still we're still going through that today. We of course but we have to unravel all of these things together. Mm-hmm. Not only my part, mine also well. yours as well. So if you look at the early the early parts of our relationship, it's like we are rebuilding. relearning ourselves. Yes. <laughs> a re-education it is but i also think that i think that we've done such a really good job with our son and making sure that he doesn't have that those kind of issues that we had because both of us we didn't see good marriages i didn't see a good marriage like I, i mean not counting my friends that are people i met along the way that showed me their homes but my home was not one that gave me it was dysfunctional it did not give me a good uh, foundation to say that, hey, this is what you should, this is what your marriage, this is what you should aim for. If anything, my, when I looked at my dad's marriages and what I saw, I was like running the opposite way. I'm like, I'm never doing this. I didn't want to. But even though I said I didn't want to, I wasn't able to figure out, okay, now that you are in it, so now what do you do? Sometimes you think that just cooking and cleaning and having sex and having fun is it. But it's it's honestly not. There is so much more to being someone's spouse, to calling yourself someone's friend, to saying that you've seen them at their worst and you see their flaws and you also know your own flaws and you also know their strengths and you also know their weaknesses. You know, um, we're all product of our past. And I think the beautiful thing for us was that a, we don't want to be like our parents. We did say that and a lot. We wanted to correct, um, you know, what we have learned that made them get to where they were in their life to have a um, broken marriage, and we wanted to do better. We wanted to do better. You know, it is that self-realization that helped us get to where we are. We were also willing because that's another important thing. It's like a lot of people just don't, they're not willing to meet each other at the point of what is required. But we were willing. And as a result of that, we were, you know, we were able to to, to identify what the key issues were, right? I'm not going to lie. We were both not willing. Early days, I don't think we knew what we were building. We didn't know what we were building towards. True. We didn't have a plan. Um, hmm. I will be honest and say now when we talk, we talk about our future. We talk about the future a lot. We talk about... 70, 80. We talk about that a lot. But we didn't talk about that when we first met. We didn't talk about we didn't, even t- we didn't talk about five years into the future. We didn't we didn't we didn't plan. We didn't have a plan. I was never looking at for ourselves, no. For but for Charles, Charles, yes. How about that? I say that all the time right. that my son For Charles, yes. Mm-hmm. We know we were you were thinking like it was amazing just the way you think of 
you know his life yes you know the type of nursery you want him to go Absolutely. to the type of friends yeah. you want him to, yep. you have, to have you know how you want him to be worldly the schools you want him to you were Absolutely. talking about like i like some schools that mean you didn't even dream of going of course, to but i wanted that, that you him. wanted but for ourselves i didn't think about i anything think for us. we were just we didn't know we, we didn't have a template we didn't right we did how are we going to know i mean my mom and dad went together. I know. Right? And, you know, my default setting is always when right. an argument <laughs> when an argument comes up, it's either I lash out at you, or scream you at you, you know, or I leave, and right? Leave. The default setting was to kind of like, which is what my dad did, right? Mm -hmm. But it was all of this mess <laughs> that made us realize that this is not... Our separation. Oh, that our was, separation. That was, that was, our separation was that, our both of us. That or, was, was the turning. That was honestly the turning point for both of us. So let me give you guys a little bit of an insight because if you don't know, we have been together for 24 years. We were separated. We met in 2000. We were married probably a year and a half. No, 2000. We were married about a year and a half to two years after we met, and then at year. Nine, nine first ten years of nine always, first ten years yeah, was bumpy always, yeah. we separated in our ninth year yeah. it was nine through eleven because yeah. eleven he were back when he was eleven yeah. so and we we're talking about separation and he, we were, he was he was in a completely different country and I say that to say that we both learned a lot about ourselves during our separation love was never our problem and that's one of the reasons why I say love alone is not enough you need to also realize that okay yeah I loved him he loved me but we still weren't getting through to each other and it's not like we had anyone to talk to either which is one of the things like I nobody talks about having mentors I knew I wanted my son to have friends this is how ironic it is I knew I wanted my son to have specific types of friends so that he could they could all mirror each other but we didn't even have any friends that had marriages that were amazing that we could even say were like our template. We didn't. True. We didn't have anyone. True. So True. we would bump our heads. We would keep malice. We would do whatever. But guess where the knowledge now came from? When we now hit that ninth year or whatever you want to call it, and he went his way and I went my way and he dated and then I dated. Guess what happened there? Then I started to realize I don't really like these people and I've always loved him that without a shadow of a doubt but it didn't stop me from going on dates when we were separated and then i realized but i don't even love these people why am i more tolerant of these people or this person because i only had one person i dated why am i more tolerant of this person when the person i actually love i'm not tolerant of little things with him it was there that i learned one of my most profound lessons like remy you can you could have handled this better. Why didn't you do this then? So I never really had anyone tell me these things. And I know when he's going to tell his side of it, he's going to say the same thing. Like, he had certain situations happen while he was dating. And he realized, like, yeah, I can have, like, I'll let him tell it. But, yeah, when you, when, while we were separated, you had your experiences and you also learned. I mean, deep down, when we were separated, I knew it wasn't over. Um, deep down, I, but... I did not have the tools of how to navigate, resolve our issues. The issue. The good thing for me was that I had um, your uncle and your aunt in my corner that were constantly reaching out to me and giving me their own life examples and helping me see that 
we don't really have a problem. We just have a issue. And we needed to deal with that issue. We need to not run away from the issue. Face it. Fix it. And also think, I mean, the greatest lesson for me there was that I've always thought of just myself, but for once in my life, I was able to think of how my decision affects you and affects Charles. And that was the breaking point um, for me. Also, another thing I want to um, reference is I look at my dad and then we had an add-to-add conversation. Before he died. And before my dad passed away and he said, if there's anything he could do in his life would be to make up with my mom that it was a mis... He did, you mm-hmm. know, that he would have loved to fix that, that I should make the same mistake. mistake. That there's no good or bad in a woman that you just have to learn how to fix the bad and work with the bad and enjoy the good. And I said, but that's difficult, Dad. <laughs> he said, no, it's difficult when you're thinking in your head, but the application is very simple. We would have your good days. And bad days. And you would have your bad days. Hmm. We were not, I think from one, would you say from, I would say, let me be honest, I would say from one to 10 or 1 to 11 in our marriage was bumpy. But when you came back, I was never your piece before. Oh. 1 to 10. Oh, no. What, <laughs> I don't think we knew how to give each other peace. What a man wants a simple. My needs are very simple. I want food, sex, and <laughs> peace of mind, right? And, be, and to be able to just have that place called a sanctuary that I go to that keeps like makes me you know happy happy sometime I go to church and all of that but like for with my wife she just has so much going on that I had so much anger I cannot anger I cannot phantom it like I cannot <laughs> she just she's like a volcano sometime and when she I erupts I was right I just want to kind of like it's not that I can't stand up to because I like I come from a family of warriors, so we could fight. Take right? a fight. We could fight and disrupt, right? But I, I, I made the decision that looking at the past, I don't want to be part of that. So sometimes what I do is what my dad does: just elope, right? Just go. Right? Take your bag and go. Right. So I take my bag. So, but we ahead. were not each other's piece. No, you weren't mine either. No, I was like, and I'm like. People will say, but why did you leave? I'm like, it's not good for my men to stay. I just want peace of mind. But but even though I'm thinking of what I want, I don't even know how to give it as well. So <laughs> how can you say you want peace of mind when you Most don't know? Most of the time, when it wasn't you like I was When you're saying the things that's going I to respond. trigger exactly. the other person and put them in their phone. I'm like, but what did I do? What did and you no, say? What did you say? And what did you do? Right? So sometimes with her, I'm like... It's like you're not talking. I'm like, because I don't know what's going to trigger you. I don't know what to say, right? Because if I, and I don't, maybe it's the English part of me. I don't know how to mince my word. I just blot it out, <laughs> right? And she just like, she just go on like 
different cylinders. I'm like, are all American girls like this? But remember, like... you know, I, now to, to defend myself, let me tell you what was going on with me at that point in time. I felt that my mom had suffered and my mom did not have a voice and I was fighting the battles of my mother. And I was like, any any little issue, I was like, no, I'm not taking this. And poor me, I was in the middle of that. Don't make this man sound like he's blameless. He always be after me like, don't let this innocent face fool you. He was, as I said, he says he's selfish. I'm gonna leave it at the selfish. He was selfish. He was blunt. He was, and he was also spoiled. And I was not. So here I am coming along like, okay, me and this person are gonna figure it out. This guy is expecting me to do A, B, C, and sort out A later. I'm like, okay, guy, what do you mean? I'm like, are you not functioning here? What is the role that I expect to come from you too? So it took us time. And you see, the reason why I wanted this to be the topic for today is because a lot of you don't realize that everybody comes with their own story and their own baggage and all sorts of things now until you guys get into bed together and i don't mean just the literal bed just like in a relationship you're not going to see all of that but when you decide that you love a person you are going to have to love that person with their flaws and all if you find that that is your person and this is the person you've decided you're going to spend the rest of your life with once you make that decision then you have to understand them but this can only work if you've actually understood yourself. If you don't understand yourself, like I understood myself to a certain point, but I marriage is what has honestly taught me how to understand myself more. I learned a lot more about myself in my marriage. I didn't realize that I had so many anger issues. In my mind, I thought I was, honestly, I thought I was perfect. I didn't think that there was anything wrong with me. I tell you, I, I kid you not. And I think that that's the story with a lot of people. You feel like there's nothing wrong with you. It took him time to get to the point where he got to say all the things he's saying about himself. And it was not before we got married, you came to this realization. Um, just going through. through in our marriage. In our marriage. The in our marriage. Of, uh, the, you know, it's, I love my, being married to you. It's one now. The, it's, <laughs> it's, now. It's one of the best thing that has happened to me because I grew up very far. I, you know, it made me, you, you're the first person that in a relationship held me accountable for my actions, um, made me realize that there are consequences for each of the actions that I make. Mm -hmm. And you told me how it is. I had to work on my tone too. I had it's, to work on that. You told me how it is and you know, there's a balance to the way you told me as well. Because now. <laughs> if you told me in a way that if you say to me in a way where I feel I've been judged mm -hmm. or attacked, you shut down. I will shut down. Mm -hmm. So you found a way mm -hmm. of what, how you dial things down when you want to communicate with me and let Absolutely. me, you know, I'm, you want me to actually reason with you to do the right thing. And that's a process. It's a time to you know, understand. And we still walk it. We're not yeah. perfect. No. But right. honestly, at the core, and of who we are and how we re love and react to each other, we've, we've done a good job. And I couldn't have achieved all of those things without your input because you, I never... But I don't think I would have... If I don't think that... I always say that Charles made me want to be better. 
Charles is, a Charles is like, uh, Charles, our son, is the main reason why I wanted to be better. And I realized that, yes, I could have been a single mom. And that was not how I used to think before. Back in the day, if we had a little fight, I'd be like, you know what? I could pack my bag and leave. Yeah, I used to, I sure. was, I was sure. always threatening that. And I did it a few times, too. I was just like, well, F you and everything that... That's the yeah. easy thing to do. That was the easy thing to do. But our son made me... Re I realized as I got older and as he was getting older and things that happened, there were a couple of fights around, I realized his dad not even being around affected him. It didn't even take a week before... Mentally, physically. Yeah, it affected him like, like that. And I'm like, okay, so I've got to find a way to be... And I didn't want to be with my husband just because we were married. I wanted to be happy. So for me, I was like, how the heck am I going to bring my happiness into this picture and find a way to work with this person? I need to understand him. And so by the time, because I was so one to 10, we were really by ourselves. I wasn't really coming. I didn't, I wasn't back with my family at that point in time. So I didn't really have anyone to give me any guidance. The minute we got back with the family and my aunt and uncle were now more involved in my life and they were able to point out things that I was doing wrong, it made sense. You need to have people around you that have actually overcome the hurdles that you are fa currently facing. It is so important because when you're on your own, you'll feel like you're the only one going through it. And that's not necessarily true. In every marriage, everyone, everything that you think you can't tell anyone, they've encountered it too. And so no one's judging you. No one's, I mean, the people that judge you just know them for who they are and then just get rid of them. But anyone that's judging you really truly doesn't understand what marriage is like or whatever problem, whatever problem you're dealing with, they don't understand. Because anyone that understands will not judge you. They just won't. They would help you because they've been there. Hmm. I like what you said about how my actions affected Charles. Um, I want to, we all have our own baggage that we deal with. And those baggage until you understand the root cause of how you got to where you are, either you are someone that like to elope when there's a problem. Disappear. Or if you're someone that like to lash out or fight, there's always a reason. I actually learned that from you that if you know how to deal with the root cause of your issue, mine was as to do with my dad and your mom's and fight. my mom and our fight and how it affected me, right? I used to see them scream and shout at each other and like, you know, and like, okay. Mentally that affected me and that at but being after we went through our ordeal and you know, understanding specifically our separation, actually, you know, understanding how we need to communicate to each other, Better. understanding our trigger points. Mm -hmm. It's that those things were the steps that laid the foundation on how we build our ecosystem now. Right. Mm -hmm. You mentioned the word peace. Yeah. Those are the fundamental, those are the, you know, great luck. Those are the things around that we put around us to make sure that we have this wellness mm -hmm. that we have today. For each other. If I give you peace, you're able to give me peace in return. Mm -hmm. You're able to give me peace and you're able to give me love in return. But a lot yeah. of people don't realize they have to give to get. You have to give to get, especially in a relationship. We're not going to be, this is not going to be the end of this conversation with my husband and I, but I'm going to keep it short this time. And I'm going to leave you guys with this one thought. You don't get 
to 24 years or to 20 years or to 30 years without going through a bumpy phase. And that's with everything, whether you're riding a bike, learning to walk, starting a business, everything in life, you're going to have a bumpy phase. I don't think that there's anyone that's going to just say that I figured it out one time and it was perfect. No. So if you understand that, then you're going to understand that within reason, mind you, because we definitely don't want to have to deal with abuse and stuff like that. Within reason, please bear that in mind. But every marriage is going to have periods of uh, communication issues, of uh, not understanding how to resolve conflict, not having the same aligned goals, and the list goes on and on. But you can push past that. Remember, each of our stories is going to determine what we're coming to the table with. And for two people that came to the table with no clear direction, we figured it out after a separation and a lot of help from people as well. But if we can figure it out, so can you. I want to thank my wonderful husband for agreeing to come on. If you don't know, he does not like this spotlight, but this is where he shows his love for me, where he comes out every so often. That is true. And he does this for me, knowing that this is one way that he can support me, but I try not to ask too much of him. Thank you, my love. I love you, baby. And I love you, too. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Marv, for another amazing episode. And thank you guys for tuning in. Please don't forget to comment, subscribe, follow, like, share, all of that. All of it helps us. And we will see you here again every Wednesday at 6 a.m. For, uh, for the podcast and 6 p.m. for YouTube. Thank you, everyone.